Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and today I'm joined by Darcy. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Great. Did a good weekend? Pretty good. Did really? What Tell did me. We do? Uh I went on a father son camp out and you got a oh, cat. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this week our sweet kitty that I bottle fed disappeared. And while um Zach was away at Fathers and Son, my friend and I went and we each brought home a kitten. So when our husbands came home, there were these two little fluff balls. And I expressly told you no. <laughs> I said, absolutely not. Do not bring home a cat. And that didn't happen. And he still loves me just the same. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, before we get to the topic of today, I just want to let you guys all know that we're going to have a cool uh, conversation with a couple of people, uh, a, uh, a woman who coaches uh, parents on... Their children who look at pornography, and then a parent or a a, a parent coach, uh, and who who focuses on positive parent positive or parenting connect connective parenting, yeah, Blah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Crystal and um, Emily Emily are going to be we're going to do a webinar on Sunday the sixth. So and the focus of this webinar is going to be how to talk to your kids about pornography. There is going to be a lesson in church on Sunday the 13th about pornography. So we want to kind of give you some ammunition, some some prepared uh, understanding so that you can actually have that conversation with your kids before you go to the to the the conversation in church. So and and maybe even afterwards after your kids kind of debrief you on that so you can uh, help them you know, go through that conversation in an intelligent way. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make a big deal out of it, but there are some things in that conversation that as the lesson plan is laid out, they're very fear-based and that's not the place that we'd like to approach pornography from. We try to approach it from agency and repentance and the atonement and, and love and love. And that, that lesson, unfortunately, it was probably written probably 15 years ago, and they just haven't changed it. And I was actually having this conversation with my mission president, um, and I was like, you know, why haven't they changed these things? And he said, it's it's a long process. And he, you know, he actually worked for the church a lot of years ago, and he, uh, his father was, or father-in-law was the director of temples for the church for a number of years. So it's just one of those things that, you know, it's, the church is not just a a spiritual organization. It's somewhat of a bureaucracy. So just being aware that maybe this isn't necessarily the best possible lesson for your kids, we want to give some 
some more positive ways that you can approach the conversation and help them make a choice from agency rather than from fear. And that and that's all I guess I'll say about that because I think that's a really important thing to to have for our kids as they go through these conversations, especially at church, because um, you don't know what the background of the person who's teaching your kid is, and you don't know what kind of baggage they're bringing to that conversation. Because you know that 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 uh, young women's leader might be struggling with pornography in her own home and may have some very definite unhealthy feelings about how her husband is viewing pornography and she feels you know horrible about it and so she may convey that in that lesson and again not to say that anybody who's hurt by pornography should keep their feelings to themselves I'm not saying that at all but just be aware that you may want to approach this differently than what is going to be taught in church and so we want to give some some help there if that's okay yeah because we we firmly believe that the church is awesome. It's amazing. And we love the, we love the gospel and we love, and we stand with our church leaders. Yeah. It's just that, um, as parents, we have so much influence over our children and we can really make a difference in our children's lives, especially around the pornography conversation. Um, you know, there is so much room for love, understanding, compassion with our children and, and so we we want to we want to convey that message when we talk about pornography for sure, uh, and I think that's important. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, so I'll put a link to that webinar in the show notes, or you can just email me Zach at zachspafford.com, and I'll send you the link to to sign up because we really want to have as many people on that conversation as possible. If you are a parent and you are dealing with pornography with any of your kids, or even if your kids are younger and they're not dealing with pornography yet, and you're really here because of your spouse or for yourself, you're going to want to come to this webinar to help better equip you to have these life-changing conversations with your children. Yeah, cool. So this week, Darcy's in charge of the podcast. Yikes! Are you, are you excited about this? I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought this was a really good story. I'm super glad that you decided to tell it. So why don't you tell us what... What happened for you? Okay, so the other day, um, Zach and I and our four little kids, so eight, eight, five, and three and a half. Are their ages? Yes. That's not their names. (laughs) (laughs) Although we do call our number eight child Ocho sometimes. The the Ocho. But that's beside the point. But we decided that we were going to hike up um, Shadow Mountain. It's just a hill in St. George above our house. And we were like, let's do this. And it's something that we've done before, but this time when I was doing this time, when we went to go on this hike, I just thought of all the symbolism that exists, um, and the parallels that climbing up this mountain, um, had in our own lives. And so to get up to the base of this mountain, just like just to the base of this mountain, you're climbing like probably 38 flights of stairs because it's two really steep hills. At least when I do it, when I hike up that, that's what my uh, my watch tells me that it's 38 flights of stairs. So you can imagine by the time we get to just the base of this mountain, the toddlers are already complaining that they're tired and that their legs hurt. 
And as we started to climb that mountain, my brain started to think in metaphors and how this hike of this mountain was a great metaphor for all the, the challenges that we experience in life. As we began to climb, it starts out pretty flat and then it gets steeper and steeper. There were points along the trail where the toddlers needed some help along the way or they wanted to hold our hands to kind of steady themselves. Um, there was a point where I turned around and Zach was actually carrying our three and a half year old on his shoulders. And it made me look so strong, didn't it? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> strong. So amazing. And I thought about that and how that relates to, you know, there are times in our lives when we're struggling with with things, whether that's, you know, our, our spouse who's viewing pornography or if it's you that's viewing with pornography, there's times when you might need some extra help, someone to help carry you from where you are to where where you're trying to get to. There were the times when our, our little Susan would come up to a boulder and that boulder was like at her chest, right? And there was no way that she was physically able to climb up that boulder herself and so I had to pick her up and and hoist her up on top of that boulder so that she could continue to climb and as we were climbing I looked up ahead to where our eight-year-old boy was he he likes to just run up this mountain as fast as he can and it was easy to get a little discouraged and to feel like we were so far behind and that we would never get caught up to him it was easy to have thoughts like, oh, he's so lucky to be so young and have so much energy and to be able to scale that mountain in no time compared to the rest of us that went at a lot slower pace. Um, but I, one thing I recognize that is as we put one foot in front of the other, we eventually got to the top of the mountain, just like our eight-year-old son, son did. It took us way longer to get to the top, but we did it. It was so awesome once we got to the top to look back down the mountain and see how far we've come. Sometimes moving away from pornography and moving closer to what we truly value in life can feel like a huge mountain to climb. The truth is, is that all you have to do is keep moving forward. And when you slip on the loose gravel, which is what we were doing along the path, there was path there along the path there was spots where the gravel was really loose and you would take a step and, and you would kind of lose your footing. But you'd catch yourself and then you'd keep going. And if you don't give up, you eventually get to the top of that mountain. Now, I just tell you that story because I thought it was such a powerful example of the challenges that we have in our lives and how it so relates to, to really what we're going through. Um, so I just kind of want to have this conversation with Zach and I and kind of talk about the different, the different steps along this path of climbing this mountain and how we see the parallels in our own lives and in our own journey through overcoming pornography. So one of the things, when I think about that loose gravel, and how you how you kind of you go to step and you slip out and you kind of like, you know, you feel like you're going to fall back and then you catch yourself. Especially as you're headed down. Yeah, when you're heading down the mountain. That's what I'm talking about. Um, how that kind of relates to 
this idea of, you know, when you have a, a setback and you are trying so hard to remove pornography from your life and move closer to being in line with what you value, how that relates to slipping on the gravel. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting one because there's no one in the world who would think, you know, if you're climbing a mountain or climbing down a mountain or, or you know, whatever you're doing, there's no one in the world who would say you're, you're never allowed to slip. You're never allowed to fall. You're never allowed to make a mistake. What they would say is you need to keep getting up. You need to keep moving forward. You need to keep doing your best. And yet, sometimes when we think about pornography, that's exactly how we treat people. We're like, okay, now that I know about pornography, that you've been looking at it, this is a zero tolerance zone. We're no longer allowed to look at pornography. And if you do, that's the end of our relationship or that's the end of, you know, me being intimate with you or, you know, whatever consequence we think is the most likely thing to keep our spouse or our son or our daughter or, uh, you know, whoever we're dealing with from looking at pornography. And that's simply not, in my view, that's simply just not the way that it works. I think, uh, you know, we, we oftentimes we look at people like Alma the Younger, right, or um, Paul, who once was Saul, and how they have these moments where all of a sudden they change. You know, it's just like, you know, all of a sudden everything's different, a snap of a finger. And I don't think that's most people. And, and I, you know, it's interesting. We only see the external, but we don't necessarily see the internal, the, the things that might be changing. Like, we don't hear the internal dialogue of Saul. Who, who becomes Paul. And, and I'm not well enough necessarily versed in that particular scripture to know if he was having doubts about how he was going about pro- persecuting the saints. But what I would say is I, I somewhat doubt that he changed immediately just because of the angel. I imagine that he had some things going on before that moment, and then the angel came and it was like, oh, yes, this is the turning point in my life. But for most people, it's gradual. Uh, You know, you look at all the habit books and they say there are two ways for a habit to change. One is that that come to Jesus moment, as we sometimes call it, that moment where everything changes in an instant. And that kind of a moment is rare. Uh, The other is a gradual, almost imperceptible change. And that's what's happening when we go along the, the path towards the top of the mountain. We have those gradual climbs we have those gradual moments where we we get further and further and further and all of a sudden we turn around and we look back and we we are at the top of the mountain and there will be slips there will be uh, mistakes and when i say slips uh, i don't mean not to take responsibility for our actions because oftentimes i think we we do that when we use the word slip or you know trapped or whatever but there will be moments where we are not moving forward. Yeah, and and another thing that I'm thinking about as you were talking was is that when we slipped on the gravel, like so the first time you're doing it and it like totally catches up on you and you, you know, our little ones, they literally slipped and fell on their bum, right? right? And for us adults, you know, after the little ones fell on the bum, we were like, oh, it's loose gravel right there. We should be really careful. And so... Our foot, our footsteps were a little bit more concentrated and we were more aware of what was happening because we had that warning up yeah. ahead. Um, and, and that's where I feel like there's so much power and awareness and understanding 
your patterns yeah. of behavior and just like um, learning from your your past mistakes. And and after you slip that that first time on that gravel, the next time you come to a patch that has that loose loose gravel like that, you're better prepared because you've learned from the last time. Yeah. Um, if you allow yourself to learn, if you reflect back. You know, if, if you were just walking along that path and you didn't look at the ground, you were unwilling to look at it, like unwilling to have awareness of yourself and what was happening. And you just you just walk. Right. You don't look at the ground. You don't watch what caused you to slip. Then chances are you're going to just continue to slip and slip and slip because you're not you, you're not watching where you put your feet. Yeah, I think there's there's two main lessons there. Be aware that there are going to be mistakes and learn from them. That, you know, more than anything, when you are going through this pornography struggle or when you're dealing with weight struggles or when you're dealing with struggles to do anything. Consistently keep up with the laundry. (laughs) Right. Pay attention to where you might be able to get better and don't beat yourself up when you make the mistakes that are inevitably going to come. Because the atonement has paid for those. And just be aware of that and allow yourself to just take advantage of the atonement in those moments. And then another kind of idea that I would like to discuss with you is the idea that when we were walking and we, I mean, we were barely starting where the the mountain gets a little bit steeper. And our son was literally at the top, standing on the boulders, waving his hands, you know, <laughs> yelling. And it was like echoing through the hole down the mountain, right? And it was, it was so easy to compare where we were to where he was and think about how, how much further ahead he was or how much further we have to climb and how that relates to... Um, pornography like you might be listening to us and and thinking gosh these people how did they get to where they are they're so far ahead of me how am I going to get to where they are they I want to be where they are right there were times when I was tired and I looked up at my son and saw I just want to be there I just want to be at the top of the mountain I don't want to have to go through the climbing struggles and the you know the sore thighs and I didn't want to have to manage my mind about, you know, what it was telling me about how much, how hard this was going to be and how much energy I was going to have to put into this. Well, I think oftentimes we, we turn to our Heavenly Father and we ask him to take away our problems. That's kind of what it, what it's like to be like, oh, I wish I was where they are. Yeah. We want Heavenly Father to fix the problem for us. We pray for that. We're like, hey, can you please take away this pornography problem out of our lives? Hey, can you make it so I'm 50 pounds lighter? Hey, can you, you know, whatever it is that you're praying for, uh, that is sometimes the wrong thing to pray for. Uh, especially uh, there, there's a, a specific journey in the scriptures uh, of uh, a group of people. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head now, but they they get stronger as they bear the burdens that a wicked king has put on them, right? And this is, you know, we don't have a bunch of wicked kings putting things on us, but what we have done is we've sometimes made mistakes or we've created habits that don't bring us closer to our Heavenly Father. 
And then when we go to him and we pray to him and we say, hey, can you just take this problem away from me? We're asking him essentially to remove our agency. And that's never going to work, one, right? Heavenly Father is not going to take our agency from us. But two, we have exercised our agency. And now the process of reasserting it in a way that is more like our Heavenly Father's, right, in, in the repentance process, that's a process of growth. It's a process of strengthening. It's a process of becoming more like who we want to be. So when we think, oh, I wish my, you know, I was at the top of the mountain, whether it's about pornography or just climbing actual mountains, the truth is, is that if Heavenly Father just like picked us up and put us at the top of the mountain, we would not appreciate the view. I can guarantee you that we would not appreciate the view because we would not have understood what it took to get there. We would not have felt the cost of arriving there. And when we don't know what the value of something is, we do not pay it enough attention. There's an example of a, of a world-class concert violinist playing a Stradivarius in the New York subway. And no one paid attention to him. Not because he wasn't amazing, but because they had no idea who he was. And they had no idea of the value that he was providing to them, and they hadn't paid for tickets. And so people just walked on by. They just listened, you know, and everybody's, everybody's busy. But this guy charged hundreds of dollars for the best seats in the best venues in New York and around the world for people to come listen to him. And here he was giving a free concert in the subway in New York City, and no one was paying him any attention because they had no idea who he was. And this is, this is what's happening for us when we go to our Heavenly Father and we say to him, hey, can you please take this problem away from us? Hey, can you put me at the top of the mountain? We're asking him to give us something that we will never value. Yeah, and, and I just think about even physically, right? If, if somehow somebody just picked me up and put me at the top of the mountain, my muscles would not have grown, yeah, right? right? My, my lung capacity would not have grown. Correct. My ability to do hard things would not have grown. And so you're really missing out on so many opportunities for growth and for strengthening yourself and your relationships if you just arrive at the destination right. without doing the heavy lifting. And we've talked about this on the podcast where we are grateful for our struggle. Uh, you know, I've, I've said this on social media posts and I've said this on the podcast I am the man I am today because I had a pornography problem that I had to solve, that I solved through hard work, through the atonement, through repentance, through agency. Through self-awareness. Through self-awareness, right? I had to learn new skills. I had to become a better version of me. And that gave me the opportunity to be able to do this podcast, to be able to coach people, to be able to do this for a living rather than just oh, I don't have this problem anymore, so I don't have the empathy that it gave me. I don't, you know, if I didn't go through that struggle, I wouldn't have the awareness of other people's struggles that having a pornography problem gave me. So there's a lot of things that this struggle gave me that I would never give away, that I would always want, and that that I wasn't going to get if I didn't go through this struggle or some struggle like it. I'm not saying that this is, you know, the best struggle in the world. It's the struggle I had. Uh, and there are struggles that we all have. Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have different struggles than people who are employees. I've been an employee. There are different struggles there. 
when we are willing to go through our struggles and we actually learn from them and create value for ourselves out of them, we are better off in the end and we're able to serve our Heavenly Father more than we would otherwise. And I love I love that you, Darcy, and I were able to go through this struggle together and come out on the other side happy. Yeah. And I think much more willing to be together than we were before. Yeah, and really just realizing that you just have different struggles, right? It's not yeah. like Zach and I are struggle-free. We we have different struggles. And so knowing that we were able to overcome the pornography struggle and to get to where we are today, it's just a, a reminder that we can do hard things, that we can endure the struggle and, and work together to get to where we we want to be as a couple. And, okay, so another little point that I wanted to point out was there was a time when our little three-and-a-half-year-old was walking behind me, and she was holding both my hands. And she was, you know, I was studying her. And so when I think about that, I think of how if we um, stay close to our spouse and stay close to our loved one, whether that's our, our parents or our child or our spouse, if we stay close together and we stay connected and we're, we're willing to help each other out and to be there for each other, how powerful that can be and how, how strengthening that could be, right? Because when I was holding on to Susan's hands, she was able to get up that mountain and down that mountain safely and, and, we were able to, to, to conquer that together. And I think this is really important when it comes to the idea of sometimes our spouse is behind us in terms of their emotional capacity or what they've learned to do for themselves. And if we are willing to be that steadying influence, now be aware, I'm not saying, you know, you take charge of, of their emotional happiness. What I'm saying is being that steadying influence because we are a little further ahead right? So for instance, when I stopped doing everything that you asked me to do, that was me moving forward. And I was a little, I, you know, I, I had to be a little bit of a steadying influence for you and allowing you to be upset for, with me when I would say no to you in things that I never said no to you before. Uh, and then also when it came to our sex life a little bit, right? I had to decide some very important things about, you know, am I going to be willing to feel the discomfort of the rejection that you give me so that I can give you the space to really say yes to our intimate relationship. Um, Those were new things. Mm -hmm. And I moved forward before you did in those two things. And you've moved forward in other things before I have. Yeah. And being willing to be that steadying person and still also willing to go ahead and be ahead of that person rather than expecting them to be with you at all times. Uh, I think that's a huge component of what you just said. And I think it's such a beautiful little image of you like holding our baby's hands as you, as you, you know, as you go forward, you know, and I think especially in a spousal relationship, we are, you know, sometimes we're ahead of our spouse and sometimes we're behind our spouse, but always staying connected. Uh, that, that is such a beautiful image. And I think that we can always still strive for connection, even if we are somewhat behind. And then looking at our spouse who is behind with love and compassion and not with this 
you know, expectation that they should be with us at all times mm-hmm. or that they should be different. Yeah. I think that's super awesome. Yep. This was such a good topic. Thanks for bringing it up. I, I really appreciate you both writing this and uh, seeing this beautiful, uh, you know, parable of our lives. So thanks for putting this together. Yep. You're kind of awesome. Sometimes. All right, you guys. Listen. Yes, yeah, sometimes. All the time. <laughs> Uh, listen, guys, thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, if you want to you know, get coached, if you need help with this problem or with any problem, feel free to set up a free consult on my website, zaxbafford.com slash work with me. You can set it up with me or you can set it up with Darcy. Either one works. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.